As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 264. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to the show, episode 264, Dose of Leadership. Are you ready to get your dose of leadership today? It's going to be a solo episode today. Just me talking about my leadership philosophies and beliefs, hopefully adding some value to your leadership journey. And I want to talk about confidence today. Confidence is essential. It's a cornerstone of leadership. And I can tell you every time, every client that I've had, every significant client, long-term client that I've had, and these are people that have accomplished a great deal. If you would look at them, you'd say, wow, these are very, they are very successful, very significant individuals in their own right, but they all struggled with confidence. Every single person that I've coached almost invariably deals with a confidence problem. I lack confidence. It's a daily struggle for me. If, and if you're honest, you'll probably struggle with it too at times. And I think it makes sense, right? Because when we look at leadership, we think intuitively, you know, we're not going to follow somebody who's not confident. Leaders need to be confident. We need to be confident. Great leaders are confident. It's a cornerstone. They're confident in themselves, first and foremost. It's essential we got to be confident in ourselves. We got to be confident in our vision, the way we see things. And most importantly, I think we need to be confident in the people that we are leading, the ones we are accountable for. I think sometimes that, get over, that gets overlooked. We think confidence is an internal thing only, and it's not. It's, it's external, and I think that's probably the one of the most important ones. I mean, certainly after leading yourself and getting confident in yourself, but leading others, you have to see greatness in everybody you come across. I think that is paramount if you're going to be a transformational leader. If you think it's just about you and your, your outstanding personality and charisma and your confidence— Certainly, it's infectious but if it's authentic and it comes from the right place. But we have to be confident in the people we're leading. I think that is a characteristic, a trait of transformational leadership, of seeing the greatness and extracting the greatness of everybody we come across, or at least attempting to. That is where the rubber meets the road, in my opinion. And so confidence, again, it's at the core of your charisma. And you've heard me talk about my four C's of leadership, and I think it's the, the areas if you want to become or have leadership be a central aspect of your life for the rest of your life, I think you can focus on four areas, learning how to be calm, 
how to be consistent, how to be courageous, and, and how to be confident. Calm, confident, consistent, courageous are the ones I always talk about. I leave out charisma because I think a natural, authentic charisma is born when you're focused on learning how to be calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in every situation, right? So the question begs itself, how do you become more confident? We know that confidence is essential for leadership, so how do you do it? It is a constant battle. Let's be honest. Even for the success, like the example I gave you, the successful, significant people, and I've everybody, I've, all the significant leaders I've had on this show, and we've talked about confidence. If they're being true and they're being honest and they're authentic, they struggle with it on a daily basis. Everybody does. I think we spend a tremendous amount of resources, time, energy, and worry and angst trying to make the fear and uncertainty go away. And we buy a lot of product, we buy a lot of processes, we buy a lot of snake oil trying to eliminate all those. And I'm asking you, I think, to get to the level of confidence that you're talking about, a nice, authentic, natural confidence. You have to just understand that fear and uncertainty never goes away. It's always going to be there. Always going to be there. And I think once you embrace that, embrace it wholeheartedly, that it never goes away and start shifting your time, your energy, your resources on learning how to be that calming force, the confident force inside that fear and uncertainty. That is very powerful. It's empowering and inspirational for those around you. And it's the type of leadership that's needed in most every, in almost every situation. If you can set yourself apart and be the calming force, the confident force in an uncertain situation, that's the leadership we're talking about. Calm, confident, consistent, and courageous. So how do we do it? It's a mindset shift that you are completely in control of first and foremost. It is. The challenge is we think confidence is, and it is, There's no denying it in almost every case. You become more confident as you gain more knowledge and expertise in whatever you're doing. No doubt about it. The problem is what we're asking to do as leaders is a lot of times we're moving into spaces as leaders. We're moving into spaces that are very uncomfortable for us. If we're constantly going to be pushing ourselves into the growth zone, if we're going to be leading organizations and leading ourselves and leading individuals into areas of the unknown, which is the definition of leadership – There's a lot of fear and uncertainty involved. And therefore, you have to be confident in situations where, number one, you have limited knowledge of what you're getting into, and you're certainly not an expert of the area you're getting into as well. So how do you become confident in that situation? That, to me, is the million-dollar question. How do you gain confidence despite this reality if you're going to be a leader in today's world. Well, first and foremost, I think, again, it's you're in control of this. You make up the movie. You, you, you have complete control of the movie that's playing in your mind, and it is. It's a mindset shift. And first and foremost, you have to believe. You have to suspend your belief on how something is going to get done. You just have to believe that. Stop worrying about how it's going to get done. Just know that it's going to get done. And the just knowing it's going to get done demands that you live and breathe in a world of faith. You have to. The cliche, fake it till you make it, is a good starting point. Now, the challenge is sometimes you can appear overly confident. It doesn't mean, you know, if you're uncertain, that's why I get fear and uncertainty is never going to But by you saying, look, I don't know how we're going to get through this. I just know that we are. That is a great starting point. To me, that's the foundation. Because it's overwhelming. Again, when you're pushing yourself in the growth zone, you're not in the comfort zone anymore. 
You don't have the knowledge. You don't have the expertise. So when you're faced with these situations, what I always recommend is learn, try to figure out the difference between the nice-to-know things or the need-to-know things. And we want to focus on the need-to-know things. Because every situation you're faced with, no matter how, no matter how overwhelming, you'll be surprised that there's only a handful of things you really need to know in any situation, no matter what you do in life. Running a business, driving a car, flying a plane, whatever the case may be, it's overwhelming. You cannot learn it all. It takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. You can't wait 10,000 hours to become confident, though. You have to focus on the critical items, the critical action items, if you will, and if I use pilot lingo, the bold face items to, to know what you need to do to keep this plane flying. And I love that analogy because it is true. Flying planes can seem completely overwhelming. You know, every time I bring somebody up into, into the cockpit there, they say, oh my God, how do you learn all these buttons and everything else? And look at all these things. And I'm like, the truth is, I don't know what all those buttons do. <laughs> Shocker. I do. I know what they do. But do I know all the intricacies, all the details, all the nice to know things about what happens? Uh-uh. I don't. I don't have the brain power for it. I don't have the time to do that. I know you flip on the switch and this happens. Now, some of the nitnoids out there are going to, you know, and all the power to them, they're going to know all the intricate details of what happens and what bus gets flipped on and everything else and the trons go this and what valves move and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, if I can't control it from where I'm sitting, then I don't worry about it. I just know that it's supposed to work when I turn it on. It's the same thing when you turn on a light switch in a room. You know the basics of how it works, but you know all the intricacies? Yeah. You need to know when you flip on the, the, the light switch, the light comes on. And when you flip it, it goes off. That's the need to know. The nice to know is the wattage, the voltage, where the wires are going, how it goes in, the wattage, all that stuff, right? Who cares? Maybe some of you care. But the need to know, and that, that's where the, the difference between need to know and nice to know. You need to know you flip the switch on, the light comes on. The nice to know is all the intricacies behind the scenes of what happens. And too often, we think we have to know everything about how that light switch works. We don't. Same thing with flying a plane. Look, if everything goes to hell in a handbasket, if I lose an engine on takeoff, I need to know what to do. I don't have time to, to, to counsel anybody or ask anybody's opinion or even look in the book at that moment. If I lose an engine on takeoff or I get an engine fire right at takeoff, the most critical phase of flight, I need to know what to do from memory. And no matter how complex or how simple the plane, every plane I've ever flown I only needed to know a handful of things in those type of situations. What to do if I lose an engine on takeoff? What to happens, you know, if this happens before I reach takeoff speed? How to abort the airplane? How to take care of a fire in flight? What happens if I lose pressurization at altitude? How to do an emergency descent? It's less than 10 things. Everything else, I got time. And through the knowledge and expertise will come through time. So when you're faced with that situation, that overwhelming situation, running a hotel, a new job, a new business, find the critical need-to-know items. And when you focus on those need-to-know items before you step into that first situation, what is it? If you're running a hotel, for example, what do I do if a pipe breaks? What do I do if there's a fire? What do I do if there's a storm coming down on the hotel? What happens if we lose power? What happens if the cash machine breaks? I mean, you can think about things. And there's only about 10 things you really need to know, critical action items, critical items need to know 
to keep everything running. If you focus on that when you go into a brand new situation, it'll set a foundation of confidence. That's what I'm getting at. It's a great technique to set that baseline of confidence so you can go into that growth zone with a little bit of confidence, a foundation, and then the experience, the knowledge will come through time. And just know that the fear and uncertainty never goes away. But you can take a chip at it when you set that foundation. Again, focusing on the need-to-know items. And the whole idea of, of, of just stop worrying about being wrong. The moment you stop worrying about being wrong, really, I honestly mean this. The moment I stopped worrying about being wrong, things dramatically started to change. It takes confidence to admit that you're wrong. It takes confidence, and it certainly inspires confidence. It's empowering. It's inspirational to those around you. When you just like, look, I'm not worried about being wrong anymore. Let's try this. It shows that you're a humble and approachable leader. People love that. Stop worrying about being wrong. And I think if we're going to focus on confidence, you got to know what the confidence killers are. And there's really three of them. We've talked about one already, and that's fear. And the reality is confidence releases that risk. Fear and uncertainty never goes away, but the confidence killer of fear is eliminated, or at least it's mitigated, through confidence. It mitigates the risk. That's why the suspending belief on how it's going to get done is so powerful. It kills the fear, or at least chips away out of it tremendously. The second confidence killer is that low self-image. I know a lot of times I've had some people who are very confident. They've been on the show. They say, well, I don't even worry about low self-image anymore. And, you know, I can't tell you how many people I come across, and I know I deal with this. We deal with low self-image, those limiting self-beliefs. We all are wounded in some area. And when you know that everybody's wounded, then you don't worry about the confidence so much anymore. The less confidence you have, the faster you're going to give up. It's as simple as that. You somehow got to shake that low self-image, that limiting self-belief, that limiting doubt. And for me, when I find myself saying, oh, you suck, you don't belong in this space, what are you doing, what are you thinking? I just flip it around and say the exact opposite, regardless of how I feel. That's how you start chipping away at that low self-image. And the third confidence killer, the one that I see all the time, the one that people struggle with the most, is what other people think about you. Other people's opinion of you. All of us struggle with being approval addicts. And that is the biggest confidence killer because when we're worried about what other people think of us, if you're worried about what other people think about you, then you have more confidence in their opinion. Think about this. If you're worried about what other people think about you, then you have more confidence in their opinion than you have of your own. And that's wrong. That's way wrong. Stop worrying about what other people think about you. Who gives them the right to criticize you? The leaders, the people that are creating things, that are stepping out. That's what's needed. And yeah, people are going to criticize, but who cares? Think of it in that perspective, though. If you're worried what somebody else thinks of you, then you have more confidence in their opinion than you have your own. You need to flip that around. So those are the confidence killers. Fear, low self-image, and other people's opinion of you. I hope this helps because confidence is a cornerstone. And no matter how confident you may seem today, tomorrow you're going to face it again. Something will happen that will chip away at that armor. It's a day-by-day-by-day challenge. It's a day-by-day struggle. Realize that everybody out there is dealing with it. And that helps too in your confidence level. You're not alone in this, right? 
I hope you're finding some value and dose of leadership. I really do appreciate you as a listener, and I'm hoping you're finding some value. If you are, please take the time to rate and review this show and send me something positive and, and, uh, and constructive. I appreciate all the, the great reviews out there. And uh, if you don't, you know, if you've got something uh, that you'd like me to improve on, send me an email at richard at doseofleadership.com. Let me hear what you think about the show. Let me hear what you're, where you're at in your leadership journey. You can find out more information, too, about for me doing coaching, group coaching, one-on-one, um, leadership seminars at richardryerson.com, masterminds, too. I'm hosting a Saturday morning mastermind right now, which is great if you're interested in, in being a part of one of those. Or an extended mastermind. Again, richardryerson.com is where you can find all of that. You support Dose of Leadership. It is a free show. It's a great free asset for you and your leadership journey. One of the many resources out there. Hopefully you're finding some value. You can support this show. Donations uh, through Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dose of Leadership. And you can go to my website. Look in the left sidebar. Support us on Patreon. can take you there as well. All right. Thank you so much for being a fan of the show and supporting the show. And I will see you on the next episode. Richard invites you to become a part of the Dose of Leadership community. Visit doseofleadership.com and sign up to receive his free Common Sense Leadership ebook, a guide that highlights how all of us can learn to become calm, confident, consistent, and courageous in all aspects of our lives. Richard is also available as a speaker for your next event. Richard specializes in practical leadership and change management. He has a philosophy of inspiring everyone to think and act like a leader, which is based on timeless natural principles and common sense. You can get more info by visiting doseofleadership.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.